1: It's time for the Light Rock 97.5 and News Gazette High School Football Game of the Week. Powered by Pavlov Media. Sign up today for Light Up Your Life Fiber Internet at Pavlovmedia.com. Our broadcast is also brought to you by Prospect Bank. The game can also be heard live on our website, WHMS.com, or through the News Gazette app. And now, let's go to the field for tonight's game.
2: To Monticello High School it is a beautiful Saturday afternoon for football in central Illinois the News Gazette and Light Rock 97.5 glad to have you on board for the game of the week today it pits Monticello against Confluence Prep Academy out of St. Louis Monticello looking for its second win in its third try this season good afternoon everybody I'm Joey Wright joined this week by Asher Brad the third guest analyst of the season for us Asher a 2019 Monticello graduate, won a state championship the fall prior. That Monticello team that won the Class 3A state championship now joins us in the booth. Asher, thanks for making some time for us today and glad to have you on board. This is going to be a fun one.
3: Of course, yep. I'm excited to announce this game and hopefully Monticello can get their second win of the season here.
2: Monticello, a 1-1 one one start loss to St. Joseph Ogden in Week 1 on the road and then hosted and beat Illinois Valley Central one week ago. The loss was a 40-14 decision, the win a 52-13 triumph. That was the first game on the brand-new turf surface here on the field just outside of the high school. They'll break it in with their second home game of the season this afternoon. Asher, you played for Coley Welter. You had a lot of success on the football field back when this field was a grass surface. Take us inside before we get into the ins and outs of today's matchup. What's it like to play for Coach Coley Welter? What's it like to be a Monticello Sage? And just how much pride does this community take in its football team?
3: Yeah. uh, If you go back and watch the 2018 State Championship game, you'll see almost 6,000 people in the stands, which uh, shows you how much the town and uh, community supports this team. And uh, Coach Welter puts a lot of pride into this team. He spends a lot of late nights and uh, early mornings uh, preparing for the games and... Um it was just a joy playing for him, honestly.
2: We will see how this one plays out. Both teams ready to make their entrances on the field. Confluence Prep getting ready to run out. Monticello will head onto the field shortly. We'll sneak in the first of two breaks we'll take in our pregame show. Two o'clock kickoff in Monticello today. Confluence Prep, the Titans in town to battle the Monticello Sages. Stick with us on Light Rock 97.5. It's the News Gazette High School Football Game of the Week.
1: Want to know what's happening with your money the moment it occurs? Use Prospect Bank to experience the ease and convenience of e-mobile banking. Never miss a bill with scheduled monthly payments. Send, request, or split your money with friends and family easily using Zelle. Receive monthly statements electronically. Digital Wallet is a smart, secure, and easy way to make payments. What do you get by utilizing state-of-the-art banking services? Endless opportunities. We are Prospect Bank. Equal Housing Lender, Member FDIC.
0: Hi, my name is Isaiah Williams and I am a football wide receiver and my competitive advantage is my speed. Businesses across Central Illinois rely on Pavlov Media's Managed IT for their competitive advantage. Firewall configuration, virus protection, and server management are some of the managed IT solutions Pavlov Media can use to elevate your business. Executives across Central Illinois can set up and use managed IT for their business. Head over to PavlovMedia.com B2B to find out more.
2: Welcome back to Monticello High School. It is the site for the second I should say, third week edition of the News Gazette and Light Rock 97.5 High School Football Game of the Week. Second time we've seen Monticello on our airwaves this season. And the Monticello Sages are getting ready to make their way onto the field. We've got six minutes and 30 seconds left before kickoff on a beautiful Saturday afternoon in Monticello. One of only a handful of Saturday games we've got in our area this week. Going to be a good one, Sages and Titans Ready to go. Uh, Joey Wright and Asher Brad in the booth with you. Asher, we're ready to watch Monticello run onto the field. Confluence Prep has already made their entrance. They are on the sideline opposite us. Not a very big roster when you look at the Confluence Prep uh, squad, uh, about 25, 26 strong. But in talking with Monticello head coach Cully Welcher this week and a couple of Sages players, it's a matchup they're not taking lightly.
3: Yep trying to get their first win of the season and uh, hopefully even take care of business but you can never uh, overestimate your, underestimate your point opponent so uh, we'll see what happens here today
2: Second straight year Monticello has played a team from beyond the borders of Illinois in the third week of the season played and beat Milwaukee Academy of Science last season Confluence Prep again making the trip up from St. Louis, Missouri today, last week a 29-12 loss at Dupo Dupo, one of two Illinois opponents they've got on their schedule this season the Titans entering play today 0 and one looking at Monticello though Asher as the Sages get ready to make their entrance onto the field through a tunnel formed of cheerleaders and mostly band members some color guard individuals in there as well it's a Monticello team a one-and-one start to the season tough loss to St. Joseph Ogden in week one discipline some week one mistakes kind of added up but you saw them in action last week here on this field against Chillicothe the IBC and the Sages offense looked very good
3: yep I think the first week uh, was a little weird game with the rain delay and everything game didn't get over till after uh, midnight so um, we'll just see how they come back after last week's win obviously the the offense put up 52 points and uh, looked really good defense looked a little shaky at times but they kept. They got. They got a couple stops in the red zone and uh, ended up playing pretty good football. So we'll see what they come out with today.
2: The big takeaway, I think, from the first two weeks of Monticello football, the Sages don't have a lot of size. I think if you ask Coley Welter, even the players, they'll tell you, a little undersized when they match up with the the big dogs in the Illini Prairie Conference. But what size they have is talented, and you look at their production on the offensive and defensive lines so far this season, Asher. You wouldn't you wouldn't tell just looking at the box scores that. Maybe they're a little smaller than their opponents.
3: Yep, Demarion Foreman got knocked up last week. I think it was his ankle, so we'll see if he comes back strong. Week he was, he was a force on the line, defensive line last week. So uh, we'll see how he plays this week. And but I'm looking forward to watching Trey Welter and uh, Carter Foreman getting action on the receiving core. See how many yards they can put up today.
2: And of course, the uh, catch passes from quarterback Luke Teshke. Teschke, a senior. Also plays a little bit on the defensive side of the ball, and Asher, looking at Luke Teschke in warm-ups, made it look pretty effortless. Didn't have to work very hard yep. to wind it up down the field.
3: Yeah, it's a pretty windy day out here. He was throwing some nice spirals into the wind and with the wind and uh, made the receiver's job look pretty easy. So we'll see what he's got today.
2: Three minutes and ten seconds left on the board. Monticello gearing up. The Sages getting ready to make their entrance onto the field. Off to our left, the cheerleaders at the end of the tunnel, which spans about 30 yards of the field. Call it 40 because it extends deep into the end zone. Cheerleaders holding a sign that says, you are now entering the Sage Cage. American flags, Monticello flags now waving in the end zone as the entire Monticello roster gathers and gets ready to make its entrance. You hear cowbells beneath us, fans waving pom-poms, got their phones out, ready to film it. Good crowd on hand, the Saturday start Has not deterred Monticello from coming out to welcome the Sages. And here are those Sages now bursting through the sign. It's Trey Welter, the first through the tunnel. And the Sages roster, some 70 strong, is on the field. Asher, we're almost ready for football.
3: Yep. I uh, love the purple and gold smoke that they bring out. It really uh, gets the crowd going. And I you, love it.
2: You can really see it, too, uh, in mm-hmm. the daytime. Yeah, You, may, you might not yep. get that under the lights.
3: Yeah, these daytime games are kind of weird. It almost feels like a playoff atmosphere, only it's at 75 degrees rather than about 40. Uh, yeah,
2: Monticello yeah. knows how to get there. They know how to get to the Class 3A playoffs. Mm-hmm. Still got two-thirds of the season left after this one concludes, but maybe an early test of what we'll see as the calendar turns to late October and early November. We'll sneak in the final break and come back for kickoff. Monticello getting ready to welcome the confluence prep Titans to town kickoff on light rock 97.5 is next stick around
1: hi my name is kayla burbage i'm a volleyball outside hitter and my competitive advantage is my power businesses across central illinois rely on pavlov media's phones for their competitive advantage pavlov media voip phones provide an elite class of
3: communication systems you can use to elevate your business businesses anywhere in the united states can set up and use voip phones Head over to pavlovmedia.com slash b2b to find out more about our phone solutions and bring Pavlov Media VoIP phones to
1: your business. At Prospect Bank, we have a powerful way to manage your debit cards anytime, anywhere. Select cards within your e-mobile app to turn your card on or off, put lost or stolen cards on lockdown, add your card to the digital wallet, set alerts, add travel plans, and so much more. Visit bankprospect.com forward slash manage cards to learn more about the power in the palm of your hand. We are Prospect Bank, the bank that brings you more opportunities. Member FDIC.
2: It is a beautiful day for football in Monticello, Illinois. Welcome to the News Gazette and Light Rock 97.5 High School Football Game of the Week, Week 3 edition Monticello one and one on the young campaign hosting Confluence Prep Charter Academy out of St. Louis Missouri seeking its first win on the young year we'll see how it all plays out we're ready for kickoff Monticello will receive the opening kick I'm Joey Wright Asher Brad alongside me if you're just joining us Asher a 2019 Monticello graduate was a key part of that sages team that won the class 3a state title in 2018 asher as confluence gets ready to kick this one deep good to have you on board good to have you back around your alma mater you play baseball in illinois now so it's not that far of a trip
3: yep been a busy fall so far uh can't wait to get get back watching football games in illinois too ike young and uh nolan benner karen back deep for the sages to return
2: And we are underway, a squib kick to the 35-yard line, fielded up front by Tristan Slade. Slade is brought down hard at the 35 twice.
3: Taken down by the neck almost.
2: Yeah, that was a tough hit there. Uh, Confluence Prep not pulling any punches here as they come out, and that was number one on the stop, not listed on the roster. Tristan Slade fielded that at the... 30-yard line, Asher, and didn't have a whole lot in front of him, and Confluence, Prep not afraid to uh, lay the hit there twice. It's
3: always weird when the back line doesn't field it. The, The guys in front aren't usually ready to pick up the ball and run it. He got trucked right when he hit it.
2: So we'll see how Monticello's first drive transpires. Four minutes gone by. First drive of the game, first play from scrimmage coming up as Monticello... We'll drive right to left, 65 yards in front of the Sages. Trey Welter in motion. It's Teshke out of the gun. Three-step drop, winds it up, throws to the far sideline. Welter catches it, 45-yard line now up across midfield and brought down on the far sideline, reaching for the 45. Good start for the Sages.
3: Nice route by Trey Welter there on the wheel. Got past the defender and took it a couple extra yards for the Sages.
2: Welter, we mentioned the Sages don't have a lot of size. He fits that bill, listed at 5'9", 130 pounds, not an imposing frame, but a talented catcher, knows how to run around and put himself in a good spot. Here's Monticello to the line now. They'll huddle, break huddle, and Luke Teschke, the quarterback, will call out some audibles. He'll send Welter to the line, has two behind him, sends one in motion that's...
3: Teskey pulls,
2: Teshke a keeper, and Teshke gains two on a keeper right, so it'll be second down, and eight, 30 seconds gone by in the game, scoreless, Monticello just up past midfield.
3: Teshke's actually committed to Illinois State to pitch, so uh, I'm excited to see his arm today, see what he's got with the deep ball.
2: It's a natural progression, right, from pitcher to quarterback and vice versa. Teshke out of the gun now, doesn't drop back, stands firm in the pocket and fires one out to the flat. It is caught to the 45-yard line. Go the Sages.
3: Nice tackle there by Mikel Green on the defense. Third and eight here for the Sages.
2: Nolan Bennerkamper in on the catch, and it'll be third down and eight. For Monticello here, just up past midfield at the 45-yard line, right-to-left drive early in the first quarter. Here's Teshke, going to keep it up the middle, a power run up past the 35, down to the 31. Luke Teshke has more than enough for a first down, and the Sages move the chains for the second time in this young game. Sages looking good on their opening drive.
3: Looked like a design run there for Teshke. Uh, He's a big imposing back. Not a bad idea to just give him the ball in these long third downs
2: good crowd on hand here at Monticello High School they're watching the Sages drive here's Teshke out of the gun Teshke pocket collapses he scoots to his left and he's brought down in front of his own sideline after a moderate gain they'll mark him off for a gain of six and Luke Teshke making it happen both through the air and on the ground so far 10 20 left in the opening frame no score second and four coming up for the Sages
3: Last week he had three touchdowns and almost 300 yards in the air, so he's doing it all here.
2: Tashki with Ike Young to his left, fires a quick pass on a curl route to Trey Welter in the slot, and it's incomplete, so that will stop the clock at 10:19. Third and four, scro- scoreless, pardon me, first quarter, if you're just joining us. Monticello started this drive at its own 35. They've driven to the left off the confluence, confluence prep, 25, if I could talk.
3: Yeah, Trey reminds me a lot of his brother Tyus. I played with him my freshman year. He runs the routes a lot very similar to him.
2: Here's a handoff to Ike Young up the middle and space to the left. And Ike Young down at the five as he's pushed out of bounds. On the stop was Michael Green, but not before a first and goal situation presents itself for Monticello. 10 13 left for the first quarter, and the Sages have already driven 61 yards. They'll spot it at the four. So four yards left on a first and goal.
3: If I had to call, I'd say Teshke's probably getting the ball at some point here in this uh, set on the four-yard line.
2: Shotgun trips right for Monticello. Teshke keeps it himself up the middle. Juke, and he steps into the end zone, crosses the goal line, takes a hit not a hard one. And not before he crosses the goal line, it is a Sages touchdown. A 65-yard drive capped off by a four-yard Luke Tashke touchdown run. 9.51 for the first frame. Extra point pending. Six-nothing the score.
3: It's a good run by there by Tashke, putting his shoulder down to goal line and getting through the last defender. Sawinski on here to kick the extra point.
2: Cole Sawinski, one of the best kickers in the Illini Prairie Conference in the News Gazette's coverage area. Snap a little low, and the recovery, plenty good. Sawinski tucks it inside the right upright.
3: Nice job there by Trey Welter on
2: the hold. Trey Welter, big in the receiving game, that drive for Monticello. And a good hold and a good kick from Sawinski, a 7 nothing score. So, Asher, that's kind of what we expected. We knew Monticello wanted to come out firing, and maybe that squid kick Made them a little angry because they didn't waste any time driving mm-hmm. up the field. A 65-yard drive, capped off with a four-yard Teschke run.
3: Yep, good drive there. Some runs, a couple passes. Teshke doing doing, about, doing it all. So uh, see what the defense has got this week. I really like the play calling on that first drive. Not too conservative, but still got the air and the, the ball in the air a little bit.
2: See what Monticello's defense has as we get set to get our first look at the Confluence Prep Charter Academy. Titans making the trip up from St. Louis, Missouri today. Ron Rutledge is their head coach. Coley Welter, the head man for Monticello. And real quick, let's meet our officials. Jeff Purcell, the referee. D-Ray Tucker, the line judge. Umpire Mark Schultz. Headlinesman Dan Rodden and back judge Chance Engelman.
3: Steve Kirkson ahead of the Monticello defense. He was actually the head coach at uh, Arjuna before he came over to Monticello.
2: Had a lot of success with the Bombers. End-over-end kick sent to the 15-yard line and fielded by Confluence Prep. Let's see. A good return up the middle. Some space for the return man, Israel Combs, one of five freshmen on Confluence Prep's roster. And the eight, Titans Jack will start nine, Brown, at the... 36-yard line pardon me, is where they'll spot it. A left-to-right drive coming up.
3: Russ Brown was on the stop there. Good tackle up the middle.
2: Real quick, a note on Mark Schultz, one of our officials today. Asher, we were talking. If you like to listen to Brian Barnhart call Illinois games on the radio, Mark Schultz is spotter for home games on Newstalk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. As a flag comes in before
0: Looked like a false start here.
2: And yeah, that will be a false start against Confluence Prep. Not what you want if you're the Titans here. Nope. You know, a, An early deficit and a flag before the first play from scrimmage, although
3: it looks like they picked it up, so it'll be first and ten still for uh, St. Saint, Saint Louis con, Confluence here.
2: See if they can lock in the momentum here. Here is a carry up the middle. First play from scrimmage, crossing the 40. And down goes the ball carrier. So it's the solid li-
3: run of three there.
2: Yeah, the little bit we've seen from Confluence Prep, and by the way, that was James Holmes on the carry. The little bit we've seen from Confluence Prep, Asher, a good return and a decent gain there, a four-yard gain on first and ten.
3: Yeah, no big plays on the offense last drive for Monticello, just chipping away. So... Their defense didn't look too bad on the first drive.
2: Confluence quarterback is Michael Green, trying to get the offense to jump. Unsuccessful, but here's another carry. Up the middle and plenty of space, and this is going to go as a 60-yard touchdown run for James Holmes. Up the middle, touchdown Titans. There are no flags, and so Confluence prep. Got punched in the mouth to start this thing out, and then they gave it to James Holmes, first for a gain of four, then for a gain of 60. And it's a Titans touchdown, 8.59 left for the first frame. And Asher, I don't know that I quite expected that.
3: Well, not not at all. The middle of the field there just got parted wide open. I don't think anyone even touched him on that run there. Going for two here.
2: And it is a carry for Holmes, Holmes no space, he's pushed back, that was a carry left, play started at the three and Holmes brought down at the ten, Monticello's defense said no more, crashed the line and brought him down. 8.58 for the first quarter, Monticello seven, confluence six, and we'll see what Monticello has to respond to James Holmes's nice effort there.
3: Yeah, last week I noticed Monticello gave up a lot of big plays, too. A lot of it was through the air, but um, we'll see if they can stay more disciplined on the defensive side. A lot of big plays, and that's just not how you win games of football. you got to keep everything in front of you and make the offense make plays throughout the whole drive.
2: Asher, when you played at Monticello, a, a two-way player, you played a little on the offense, well, more than a little, but you played on the offensive and, and defensive sides of the ball. What's... What's the offense thinking here as they come out onto the field? You know, by and large, a highly successful drive there on their first timeout, but then they give it all up in two plays on the defensive end.
3: Yeah, I think the main thing is just to execute the plays that Coach Welter calls in. Um, Do your job, and uh, Teske will lead you down the field. So I think if everyone just does their job, they'll be able to score a lot of points today.
2: Israel Combs on the kickoff, high and over end kick, fielded at the 21-yard line by Ike Young. Young returning it to the left, and he's wrapped up and brought down just shy of his own sideline at the 34-yard line.
3: Good tackle there by number one, not listed on the roster again.
2: See if we can track down a, a name for that. Number one here as the game moves along, but he's been all over the field on the defensive side of the ball. You get that in high school football, you'll have some last-second jersey changes, uh, different adjustments Mm -hmm. and things like that. So we'll get that for you as soon as we can. In the meantime, 8.53 left for the first quarter, and Monticello started its first touchdown drive at the 35, now at the 34. So 66 yards in front of Monticello here, 853 left, leading by a .76 in the first quarter. And here's Teshke, a handoff to Young. Young's got plenty of space to the left, dashes to the 50, wrapped up and brought down by Israel Combs as he tried to take refuge on his own sideline. But it is enough for a first down, and Asher Monticello's right at midfield they'll actually give them the 48 so they're two yards past midfield
3: yeah great blocking on the left side of the line there young with a good run put his shoulder down at the end of the run and got a couple extra yards there
2: first and 10 Monticello clock runs to 835 for the first quarter Sages lead by a point high snap Teshke bobbles it Teshke in trouble rolls left and he's going to be brought down shy of the line of scrimmage as he tried to dance over to the sideline Asher there was nothing there and Tashke, they'll call that a loss of two. two? Looks like they'll yep. put him... Well, are they going to give him the... We'll
3: loss of one, looks like.
2: Yep, they'll mark him back at the 49. All told, not a bad effort from tashki
3: By looks of it so far, it seems like there's two pretty good uh, sets of skill players here on both sides. Be a fun, be a fun matchup. A lot of speed on both, both sides.
2: The thing to watch is... The game goes along we'll pause that thought as ike young gets a carry up the middle on a dive and confluence wraps him up and brings him down a loss of three ike young had nothing on second and 11. it'll set up third down and 13. asher i think the story to watch is going to be confluence prep only has 26 players monticello's roster more than double that size Monticello might be looking to just hang with them here and, yep. and hope to win the battle as the game gets into the third and fourth quarter.
3: Yeah, as I mentioned earlier, this is one of the warmer games that you're going to play with the, with the Friday night games usually being a little cooler.
2: Under the sunshine here in Monticello, Teshke, bootleg right, going to throw it, looking and finding, Trey Welter, 39-yard line. It is caught on the Looks far sideline. Looks like there's side a flag line. in the backfield. Flag comes in at the 48-yard line.
3: It's a nice comeback route there by uh, Trey. That was my favorite route when I was playing.
2: Well, speaking of comeback, it looks like the Sages are coming back to the line of scrimmage. Looks like a hold is going to wipe out what was a great play, Teshke to Welter.
3: Holding, it looks like, on the offense. That one hurts in the offense. You Pick it up pick up the first down, then it gets called right back.
2: Penalty will be accepted. Sages will replay the down. Confluence had no choice but to accept it because it was a first down where it stood, and now it's third down and 18. 7-11 left for the first quarter. Teshki seven step drop, it's a screen to Ike Young. Young's got a seam. Left sideline past the 40, 35, drops his shoulder and down at the 31. And so two plays in a row yield first downs. Only one of them counts, but Asher Monticello will take it as they drive up to the 31-yard line.
3: Great play call there by Coley. uh, Just checking it down and not taking too many risks with a play like that. If you you don't get it, then you just punt it away, but you're not risking throwing an interception there. They pick up the first.
2: Monticello, a 65-yard drive on its first drive, looking for another... Long drive here on their second drive of the game. Here's Teshke rolling right, calling out an audible mid-route, and he finds Nolan Bennerkemper, and it is caught up and down to the 20.
3: Good tackle there by Khalil Aaron, the cornerback for uh, St. Louis Confluence Prep.
2: Confluence, Asher, for their small uh, roster size and their loss last week to Dupo. I might have written him off a little too quick, but Monticello is driving. Second and one, 22-yard line, 7-6 to six score, halfway through the first frame. Here's Teshke rolling left, under duress, throwing it away toward his own sideline, far side.
3: Nice decision there by uh, Teshke, just throwing it away when nothing was there. Not trying to force anything. Still third and one here for the Sages.
2: Third and one. Sage is on a right to left drive, just two yards shy of the red zone. Six oh three for the first frame. They lead seven six. What's your play call here, Coach Brad? Are you giving it up the middle to Ike Young, or are you getting? We, we know Coley Welter can dial up a trick play every now and then.
3: Yeah. Well, third and one. Teschke looks like the best best athlete on the field so far. I think he, I think either a run to him or Ike up the middle here, just to pick up the first down.
2: We'll see it is a carry for Young and that proves the wrong decision as Young is wrapped up and brought down and a celebration after the tackle Deshaun Waters in on the stop. The senior. And now it's fourth down and two and Monticello will go for it in all likelihood.
3: Yeah it's important note here. Sawinski hit like a 30 yarder last week so he's got a pretty good leg But this is too far for a kick, so it looks like the
2: Sages are going to go here. Sawinski lined up as a receiver in the slot. Handoff Young, up the middle. He is tripped up. Did he get it? He's brought down at the 21. We'll see where they spot him. He's marked down, Asher, right at the 21. And it looks like enough to my eye for the first, but they might have to measure this.
3: little shoelace tackle there. Could have been a lot more, but good tackle there.
2: Officials have a better look on it. They'll give him the first with no measurement. And now Monticello, a new set of downs, just one yard shy of the red zone. Here's Teshke, stands firm in the pocket, out of the gun, fires to the end zone, Welter, touchdown. 21-yard pass, Luke Teschke to Trey Welter. Left portion of the end zone, right on where the S is. It starts the Sage's word mark on the purple turf. A 21-yard pass puts Monticello ahead, 13-6. 5-13 5-13 to play in the first.
3: Great throw there by Teschke. Looked like a simple fade route by Walter, but an, he was wide open in the back of the end zone. Nice catch. Sages up 13-6, going for the extra point here. So Winske to kick, Walter to hold.
2: First drive of the game for Monticello, a 65-yard touchdown drive, capped off with a touchdown and a Sawinski extra point. A 66-yard drive ends the same way with a touchdown and a Cole Sawinski extra point. 14-6 the score, 5-13 left for the first quarter. Monticello leading confluence prep early on. And now Asher, it shifts. Monticello's offense has looked very good so far. Monticello's defense has been on the field for just two plays, one of them resulted in a 60 yard touchdown run from James Holmes. Yep.
3: I think the big thing here for uh, Kirk and the defense is just to limit big plays. I've noticed when they when they keep the ball in front of them, it's tough for the offense to drive on them, so let's see what Monticello's gonna make any changes here or stick with the same D.
2: A lot of fight in this Confluence Prep squad, coached by Ron Rutledge. Assistant coaches Shonday Vinson, Nico Smore, Gerald Sharp, and Greg Taylor. We're sharing the booth with an assistant coach for Confluence Prep, so you hear the play calls going out over the air perhaps. Here's a short kick fielded at the 25-yard line, and good oh, space on the return. And crossing the 40 before he's brought down at the 38 is Israel Combs.
3: Nice return there by number 24, Israel.
2: We've seen Israel Combs, Asher, in on, call him Mr. Special Teams because he's kicked off both times, and he's had solid returns on both of his uh, return efforts so far today.
3: Last return they got down to the 35, and looks like they're on about the 40 here. So uh, good field position here for the Titans to start this drive.
2: 38 yards between Confluence Prep and the end zone. And we'll have an official's timeout. Looks like for a water break here, Asher. You brought up this point uh, on the air earlier and when we were talking before we hit the airwaves. It is hot out there. It is only a 75-degree day in the booth. It's perfect. Uh, Short T-shirts weather. You could even wear jeans if you wanted to but on the field under the sunshine on this new turf surface it it gets pretty hot pretty quick.
3: Yeah I think the turf's probably 15 degrees warmer so it's really in Monticello's favor with the size of the Titans roster only 24-25 guys. We'll see what uh, they got in store here this drive.
2: Monticello's second straight season playing an out of state opponent in the third week of the season beat Milwaukee Academy of Science last year and hosting St. Louis-based Confluence Prep Academy today. Confluence Prep's second drive will start at the 38-yard line of Monticello. They'll drive it left to right, and here is a carry for Holmes. Holmes looks for space right, tries to bounce it outside, brought down at Monticello's bench after gaining just one yard. Roy Davis, the quarterback for Confluence. Asher, so far he's been content to hand it off.
3: Yep, there was about four stages in there on that tackle. Love to see the pursuit to the ball. It's one thing a lot of defenses practice because if you miss one tackle, then everyone else is there to make the stop. Second Looks like down. another officials. Oh, timeout by, time by the Titans here.
2: They'll use their first with 4.53 left in the first quarter. Sage's lead 14-6. Trying to hold firm on the defensive side of the ball here after giving up a touchdown on Confluence Prep's first drive. Asher, as we look out, it is a beautiful day. A little warm on the turf field perhaps, but... Great crowd below us. We're on the uh, home side bleach. We're atop the home side bleachers in the press box. Good Monticello crowd on board here. And you look at the, uh, there's a field behind the visiting set of bleachers across the way behind Confluence's bench. I see a tent. We saw some tailgaters there earlier. These folks. It's
3: like some JFL kids out there playing some football.
2: Throwing the football around. I thought I saw a Frisbee go up a moment ago. Having a good time over there.
3: Looks like they're putting the scoreboard up on the soccer field over there.
2: Beautiful, new complex here in Monticello. Everything here
3: in Monticello looks nice.
2: Off to our right, across the street, new soccer, baseball, and softball fields, all turf surfaces, as there's all kinds of movement on the line before the first snap out of a timeout. And that'll be a false start against Confluence Prep. Real quick, Asher, to reset things for our listeners. 4.53 left. In the first quarter, Monticello's lead is 14-6. to Now it'll be second down and 15 for Confluence Prep at Monticello's 43.
3: Yeah, been pretty, pretty, a pretty action-packed first quarter here. On that one, you could say uh, everyone moved except the center.
2: That's right. Here's Roy Davis, a handoff to Holmes. Holmes looks for space, doesn't have any. It was a carry right looking off tackle. And Asher, he tried to center it up and tried to cut left. There was nothing there.
3: Yeah, he's think he's looking for that hole that he found the last drive right up the middle, but it's not been there so far, so good adjustment by the Sages up the middle.
2: They've closed it off, and now a third down and 16. We'll see what Confluence cooks up here. 44 yards away from the end zone, trailing by eight points. Here's Davis under center. Or out of the gun, pardon me. Pitch to Holmes on the left side. Holmes looks for space. Holmes tries to cut it back up the middle. He's to the 40. But not even back to the original line of scrimmage. And Confluence will likely have to go for this on 4th and 12 in no man's land. Linebacker
3: Hunter Romano was in the backfield there before the play even started it seemed like. So uh, it really just messed up the play for them. Good deep. Now it's 4th and 12 for the Titans. Big play here in the football game.
2: Haven't seen the Titans pass yet. We'll see if we see that here. Davis dropping back. Davis has to throw it away. He was under pressure from Ryan Frazee, a captain on this Monticello defense, and the defensive lineman was in on the stop. Not a captain, pardon me, but he's won a letter, has Frazee, and uh, that's captain-like play from the junior. Maybe he's got a shot next year. Yeah,
3: captain's a cool honor on the football team. You get to go out before the game. You get to talk to Coach Walter more, get on his good side. <laughs> That's one place you always want to be.
2: <laughs> Ryan Frazee achieving that there forces Roy Davis to throw it away. And with 3.36 left in the first quarter and a 14 6 lead, Monticello will start another drive from its own 40. Here's a pitch left. Ike oh, is blocking it the back space. there. And a good carry for Ike Young. Ike Young.
3: I think it's going to be a block in the back on Colbert there, number 10. Good play, but looks like it's coming back.
2: And Asher, I saw Monticello, they were our Light Rock 97.5 and News Gazette game of the week in week one against St. Joseph Ogden. And that was what kind of caught my eye was penalties added up and really killed a lot of the, they moved the ball well, but Penalties added up at inopportune yep. times, and uh, we've seen that now twice from the Sages so far.
3: Yeah, it's kind of just the the dumb penalties are what hurt you in football. Like, if you if he wouldn't have blocked him in the back there, still would have been a game at about five. So I think it's important for these receivers especially to just make sure you see the numbers in the front and, and block in the front.
2: Here's a carry up the middle. Ike Young again wrapped up and brought down, but he carries two defenders. Back to the original line of scrimmage, the 40-yard line. That was first and 16 from the Sages' own 34. Now it's second and 10 from their own 40. Sages, by the way, in purple uniforms nearly from head to toe. Purple jerseys, purple pants, white numbers on the jerseys, yellow helmets. Gold tops, white jerseys, blue pants for confluence prep. 2.55 on a second and 10 from Monticello's 40. 40. Here's Teshke out of the gun. Trips right, and he throws over the middle. Was looking for Berner Kemper, and he couldn't connect.
3: Big third down here. When you mentioned the uniform, when the the Titans pulled up, I thought they were BCC, to be honest with you, just with the gold helmet and Navy look.
2: It is very much a Bloomington Central uh, Catholic-type look. The BCC Saints in the Illinois prairie Conference have that kind of, it's kind of a... Notre Dame ish look. Mm-hmm. Notre Dame a little bit different, but uh, still kind of that traditional no frills kind of style of uniform. Third and ten. Here's Teschke rolling right. Teshke looking down the field and airing it out. It is caught in traffic by Raiden Colbert. Colbert on an out route looking for the sideline. Catches it past the 40 across midfield, and it's going to be spotted at the 39.
3: Nice flood concept there by Monticello on the out, two out routes good throw by Teshke there.
2: Great throw by Teshke into what seemed like triple coverage. There was a lot of traffic in the area. Colbert hauls it in. Here's Teshke quick to the line and a pass. It is caught out on the right sideline and a little bit of a convoy accompanying Carter Ferran down to the see where they spot that at the 23 yard line. Another first down. Two in a row now for the Sages.
3: Yeah, Foran's first catch of the day. He had a big week last week. Long touchdown. Good to get him involved early.
2: Two and a half to play, first quarter. Monticello nearing the end zone with an eight point lead. Here's a keeper for Teshke. Tashke crosses the 15 up the middle and he's rooted down by James Holmes.
3: Holmes the one with the touchdown earlier. Looks like he's playing safety both ways. Good tackle there on the big Teshke.
2: Talking with a couple of folks from Monticello's program earlier this week. Word was that Confluence Despite only having 25 guys on the field, has only about five two-way players. James Holmes, one of them. has
3: got a couple, too. These smaller schools, it's pretty common.
2: You almost need to. Here's a carry for Young. Young looking. Fighting for the goal line. He's got a Touchdown, Ike Young. A 12-yard touchdown run on first down and 10. There's a minute and 58 seconds left. Ike Young goes 12 yards to the house and scores Monticello's
3: front just putting Titans in a couple couple yards deep and helps Teshke and Young power the ball through the deep
2: it's like Young's first touchdown of the game Cole Sawinski on for the extra point going to try to make it a 21-6 game, and, it, uh, and he does, pardon me. Through the uprights, it is good. Monticello 21, Titans 6, minute 58 left. And Monticello now starting to pull away, Asher. They've already pulled up 21 points. We'll see if they can keep it going.
3: Yeah, Monticello's winning a lot of the third down plays, which is big in football. I don't know if you listeners watched the Illinois game last night, but I think Kansas was about... 20-for-20 20 20 on third downs last night, and that just really kills the team when you have two good plays and put the offense in a tough position. It seems like they get it every time, so is winning that battle
2: right now. Sage is ahead, 21-6. minute 58 left for the first frame. Joey Wright and Asher Brad in the booth with you. Glad you're hanging out with us, spending your Saturday on Light Rock 97.5. It is the News Gazette. High school football game of the week. Pavlov Media and Prospect Bank, our sponsors. Good turnout from the Monticello students down to our right in the bleachers. Cheerleaders leaders getting them fired up. The owl is on the sidelines, roaming around.
3: The owl. wise owl.
2: <laughs> I, did with, uh, mm. I did a story on Vic Zimmerman last year before the longtime Monticello superintendent retired. And, It came up in that interview, what is a sage? It could Mm -hmm. be an owl, could be a wise man, could be a flower, (laughs) as a squib kick is fielded at the 35-yard line by Confluence Prep. That was a short kick, shorter than what we've seen on the Monticello kickoff so far, Asher, and now it'll be a 60-yard drive if confluence wants to cap it off with the score
3: yeah it looks like an adjustment there on the kickoff as we noticed the last one they had a good return to our the opposing 35 so I don't think coach Walter wanted that happen again so he squibbed that one and uh, worked out well for the Sages
2: keeping it away from Israel Combs who's had a terrific start to this game in the return game minute 56 Titans down 21-6 to the Sages And Davis, the quarterback, will hand it off up the middle to James Holmes. Holmes is wrapped up, and now both teams meet. It's a battle of 11 on 11, all in the span of about five yards, as Holmes has nothing but uh, two yards of forward progress on that first carry. Looks like the Sages
3: made an adjustment up front. Seems like there's another guy in the box, because there's always someone in the backfield right now, which is a good uh, recipe for success for the Sages.
2: So now it is second and eight, minute 20 left for the first quarter. 21-6 ball game. Monticello gave up a big run early. They've not yielded anything similar since, although that run looked kind of similar as it's a carry for Holmes up the middle for a gain of nine. He has one yard more than what he needs for the first down. Got some
3: flashback of the Titans' first touchdown on that play.
2: Looked like a very similar play setup.
3: Shoestring tackle on the end there by the safety.
2: Monticello, by and large, has cut off the middle of the field, but Holmes found a little something there. And now Confluence has driven to the Monticello 47.
3: Looks like maybe an injured player. Nope, just a jersey fix, looks like. 59 seconds left here in the first.
2: That is the left tackle. Looks like Chris Williams fixing the jersey there, getting everything all tucked in and good to go. Now 50 seconds left for the first quarter. 15-point game. And another carry for Holmes. And Holmes. Nothing cooking up the middle. It'll be second and ten, right where that first play started. And Monticello has really cut off the middle of the field for James Holmes. Asher, that's where they want to drive, and they just don't have anything there. Yep. Holmes
3: has got some good patience in the backfield, though. He looks like there's nothing there, but he's he's keeping his feet alive and. uh looking to see if he can make anything out of nothing really.
2: 20 seconds left for the first quarter three yards shy of midfield are the Titans in a 15 point game they trail here's Holmes wrapped up and brought down on a dive up the middle and Holmes is down at the 46 and that should be the last play of the first quarter And it will be. We'll sneak in a quick break and reset things for you when we come back. Second quarter on tap. Monticello ahead of Confluence Prep. 21-6. This is the Light Rock 97.5 and News Gazette High School football game of the week.
1: Want to know what's happening with your money the moment it occurs? Use Prospect Bank to experience the ease and convenience of e-mobile banking. Never miss a bill with scheduled monthly payments. Send, request, or split your money with friends and family easily using Zelle. Receive monthly statements electronically. Digital Wallet is a smart, secure, and easy way to make payments. What do you get by utilizing state-of-the-art banking services? Endless opportunities. We are Prospect Bank. Equal Housing Lender, member FDIC.
0: Hi, my name is Isaiah Williams. I am a football wide receiver and my competitive advantage is my speed. Businesses across Central Illinois rely on Pavlov Media phones for their competitive advantage. Pavlov Media VoIP phones provide an elite class of communication systems you can use to elevate your business. Businesses anywhere in the United States can set up and use VoIP phones. Head over to Pavlovmedia.com/b2B to find out more.
2: Welcome back to the Light Rock 97.5 and News Gazette High School football game of the week. Coming at you on a Saturday afternoon this week. Illinois football last night, more football for you today. Start of the second quarter, Confluence Prep has the ball, trailing Monticello in Monticello, 21-6. It'll be third and three.
3: Three wide receivers set up here for the Titans.
2: Third and three from the 46. Roy Davis, the quarterback, on a keeper, has no room as he's keeping it right and brought down three yards before the line of scrimmage.
3: Good tackle there by Camper on the outside. Now it'll be fourth and about six here for the Titans. Big play.
2: No room for Roy Davis and just one yard now inside of midfield. No man's land. Confluence yeah. kind of has no choice but to go for this. They could punt it and pin Monticello deep, but Monticello's tough. offense has been so good today.
3: Yep, tough call here, but with how not being ready to stop with a Monticello offense, I think you got to go and maybe try to put the ball in the air. They haven't done much. Maybe one pass at the, so far.
2: Bold play here, could be a key play, Davis dropping back out of the shotgun, floating one up, it is intercepted by Ike Young at the 30 yard line. Now to the 50 and the 40, gets a block, cuts back left, Ike Young is gone. 10-5 touchdown, Sages. A 60 yard pick six for Ike Young. Sages go ahead 27-6.
3: My initial thought was he should have just knocked that down to get some better field position for the Sages, but great return there, good block. Sages about to be up 28-6 after this extra point.
2: Cole Sawinski will come on for his fourth extra point of the game, and that was not Asher all that, I mean, I know it was intercepted, but it was not all that bad of a throw from Roy Davis. He put it up for his man, Ronald Fulton, and it was one-on-one coverage, and it was just a touch overthrown.
3: The receiver stopped a little bit, which hurts. You always want him to keep going, even if they just break up the pass, act like a DB, but not ideal here for the Titans.
2: Saw Ike Young coming perhaps and slowed his momentum. Ike Young is an imposing presence. Cole Sawinski's extra point up and good. And now Monticello has scored in two of the three facets of the game. Offense and defense. And Cole Swinski has been plenty good on his extra points from a special team's perspective. 11:01 left for the second quarter. 28-6. Monticello now starting to pull away a little bit from confluence prep.
3: Ryan Woodham was joking with me before the game. He said that he won the area special teams coach of the week. Although it wasn't highlighted anywhere, but... He said the players recognized it.
2: Well, you look. This is a dangerous special teams unit that he's coached up for Monticello. We had Cole Sawinski on the radio on Prep Football Confidential with Matt Daniels and I, and, and Zach Pyatt joined that as well on Wednesday. And what struck me most about Cole Sawinski is his uh, his confidence. Confident kicker. It's pretty good Played. range. Saw him from what, 33 yards yep. out last week.
3: Plays good defense too. Mixed in a corner a little bit. with the pink shoes. I think you've got to be pretty confident to wear pink shoes with the purple uniforms here.
2: They almost look like soccer cleats yeah. from here.
3: Maybe he is. Maybe he's just rocking some soccer cleats for uh for the kicker spot.
2: I was gonna say not bad for a kicker. Yep. But they are vibrant though. Everyone else has white or black shoes on. He's got the pink cleats, and he sends a squib kick away. And that is touched at the thirty-yard line. Now fielded by Holmes at the twenty-five, and that was a disastrous return as Holmes and his teammate, believe that was Michael Green, bumped into each other, and now Confluence, and needing a score here, will start at their own 22. That's where they'll mark this one off. And a huge drive coming up for the Titans here, Asher. Yep.
3: They gotta mix up the play calling a little bit. That All their success has just been up the middle with the runs, but um, they need to get the pass game going, maybe some play action, mix it up here. Monticello's just honing in on the run.
2: 10.56 left for the first half. Joey Wright and Asher Brad in with you. In the booth here in Monticello, Jason Liggett is our producer. He's back in our Champagne studio. Appreciate his help today and throughout the season. 78 yards stand between Confluence Prep and the end zone. They'll drive right to left, trailing 28-6, And we'll see what the Titans have dialed up for us here. As a key drive begins, Monticello. Stacking the box, and here is a carry for Holmes to the right. James Holmes carries it down to the 25. If you're just joining us, James Holmes, a 60-yard touchdown run for Confluence's lone score on their second play from scrimmage. But Asher, since that point, they just haven't had anything. Monticello getting a little heavier up front and cutting off the middle of the field.
3: Yep. Looks like they're trying to mix it up, run a little outside, run a little inside. But... To keep defense off, defenses off balance these days, you almost gotta put it in the air.
2: Two receivers to each side. Holmes now lined up to the left of his quarterback, Roy Davis, carry up the middle, now bouncing it left and space. Here's the best run we've seen since that 60-yarder from Holmes. Up across midfield, rooted out toward the Monticello sideline at the 49-yard line. And that is the momentum that Confluence really needed. Trading Fox in on the tackle for Monticello.
3: Thorne helped out at the end there. My initial thought was that he came from the sideline because he got pushed out, but hits him a little late. Nice play there by the Titans.
2: Goes for a gain of 29.
3: Now at the opposing 49 of the Sages.
2: Up across midfield. First time they've crossed midfield on the offensive side of the ball. Elaborate on that in a second. Here's Holmes carrying and he gains a yard up the middle. They didn't cross midfield uh, on home 60-yard touchdown run. That play took them from the 40 to the end zone. So I guess they crossed it during that play, but uh, the drive didn't cross midfield. And then they've had drives that have started favorably on good kickoff returns, but I guess it's just semantics. They haven't crossed the 50-yard line until now.
3: I think Holmes is going to need an ice bath after this game. He's getting worked like a dog out here. Looks like he's finally getting a break. Number 11, Darius Morris coming in in the backfield.
2: Morris now lined up to the right of Roy Davis. 9-15 for the second quarter. Three-score game. Monticello leading, and Davis' first carry goes nowhere to the left. Third down and long coming up. Monticello, a player two away from getting off the field, leading 28-6, nine minutes for the half.
3: Nice play in the backfield by there uh, their by Frazy. First time I've heard his name today. Monticello's been winning the battle up front since that first drive when Holmes took that long touchdown down the field. It's a good recipe for success.
2: Foley Welcher's talk after that stop or, or after that touchdown run was probably pretty simple. 8.34 and a ticking clock here. Third down and long, Davis dropping back. Five-step drop, airs it out over the middle. It is incomplete. Was looking over the middle for Ronald Fulton. Was also his intended uh, intended target, pardon me, on his uh, most recent pass attempt.
3: They're no-man zone here again. Yeah, At the 50-yard line, fourth and 11. I think they got to go again.
2: And they will go for it here on fourth and 11. Ronald Fulton's been the intended receiver the last two times. Davis has thrown a pass. Davis has yet to complete a pass. Drops back, three-step drop, uncorks a long throw that is batted down by Trey Welter. Pro move there from Welter. That was a long throw to the 15-yard line. And Trey Welter knew he was going to hear an earful from his dad if he intercepted that because that would have cost the Sages about 30 yards.
3: I think he just got some brownie points there from his dad that was a great play knocking that down that would have been about a 30-yard change of field position
2: would have been like a punt had he caught it instead he just batted it down no question there welter will stay on the field now as a receiver it's turnover on downs monticello right at midfield a left to right drive starting with a 20 left in the half they lead 28-6 over Confluence Prep out of St. Louis, and Teshke winds up in the pocket, fires for Welter, oh. and it's incomplete. Good throw, but Welter just wasn't ready for it.
3: He got twisted up a little bit there. I think it looked like a corner out. He kind of had his head to the outside, but Teshke, Teshke threw it a little bit to the inside.
2: Welter would have caught that for a gain of 25 and had plenty of space in front of him. Might have been a touchdown if he yep. was able to outrun Michael Green, the cornerback. Instead, clock stopped at 8:15, 28-6 the score. Approaching halfway through the second frame. Monticello leading by three scores.
3: They've had success pretty much everywhere, on the ground and in the air.
2: Mike Young on a carry. No, it's Teschke Gets it, and Teshke up to the 40-yard line.
3: Nice fake there. I think I got both of us.
2: Coley Welter this came up a lot in week one. Jeff Primer, the color analyst that week, uh... A lot of respect for what Cully can do, drawing up trick plays and misdirections, and we saw it there. That was mm-hmm. a good carry for Teschke. Yep. Now third down and one. Eight minutes left for the third, or for the second, pardon me. 28-6 lead for Monticello. They're 40 yards shy of the end zone. Here's Teschke again on a keeper. Now he'll throw it. Welter catches it. 20, 15. Foot race brought down at the two for a gain of 38 in...
3: I think there was an eligible man downfield there. Teschke threw it right at the line of scrimmage, but I think there was a lineman downfield. It's more of a run-pass option there. Nice play, but I think it's coming back.
2: It is an eligible man downfield. You were right on it, Asher. I didn't catch who they called that on. That's a big penalty for the yep. Sages on what was third and about a yard.
3: So you go from third and inches now to about third and four, so it's a little tougher here. Teshke could have just ran that one for the first, but tried to go for the shot. Worked out, but penalty brought it back.
2: I can't blame him. It was nearly a touchdown. Yep. Welter was brought down at the two and penalty wasn't on Teshke nor Welter. I don't know who the ineligible man was. But now the Sages will have to dial up something on third and six. Seven forty and Ticking. Approaching halfway through the second quarter, Sage is a big lead by three scores. Teskey in trouble. Rolls left, fires one down the field, wide open and dropped. He was looking for another, Carter Ferran there at the twenty-yard like another, line.
3: Another ineligible man downfield, I think. I think the lineman ran before Teshke threw it.
2: Carter Ferran was open at the fifteen-yard line and dropped it and.
3: Could have been two big plays in a row that got called back, but man, tough, tough call here for the Titans. Could decline it and be fourth and five, or accept it and move, keep moving it back. But this is a huge stop. If they if they get a stop here, might have to punt. They get the ball back around the twenty. So see what Coley dials up.
2: It is now fourth down and five.
3: Well, they declined it. Looks like. 4th and 5 at the 45.
2: And we'll see what Monticello does. Kind of a no man's land. They're at Confluence's 45. 7.29 left for the second quarter and leading by three scores. They'll go for it here. And Teschke out of the gun. Doesn't drop back. Fires and it's caught by Kemper. Nice Fourth
3: little enough. hitch route at the sticks there. Pretty safe play call. Nice job by Teschke there, finding the open receiver.
2: More than enough for a first down to the 31 yard line and Monticello back in business.
3: It's almost like Mahomes on Thursday Night Football finding about five different receivers so far, I think. Foren, Welter, Young, Tolbert. Cool to see everyone chipping into the offense a little bit.
2: And he's plenty mobile too to yep. further those comparisons. That would have been a handoff for Young, but a flag comes in. Should be a false start. And we haven't even seen. There's uh, there's certainly potential for more receivers to get in on that. Cole Sawinski, I don't think, has caught a pass yet. Yep. He's been in, uh, in a lot of plays. Titans, mm-hmm. Titans actually jump off sides there, so the Sages will gain five yards. First
3: and five. Seems like the... Sages haven't had too much trouble on these third and fourth and shorts. Coley's dialed up some good run and pass plays on the short downs.
2: Carry for Young from the 24. Young powers through the line and is down at the 17. And that's a first down for Ike Young. Young a touchdown rush earlier on a 12-yarder late in the first quarter, and then a 60-yard pick six for the Sages' fourth score. See if he scores his third consecutive touchdown. Flag comes in on the snap on what would have been first and 10 from the 17.
3: Looks like a false start on the Sages going back. Man, there has been a lot of penalties here in this first half on both sides, it seems like.
2: Monticello will need to clean these things up, Asher. They've got a tough slate coming up. Bloomington Central Catholic next week.
3: As we mentioned, they have kind of a gauntlet at the end of the season with PBL, Prairie Central, and Unity.
2: Here's Teshke on a keeper. Bootleg left. Teshke dives for the end zone. He is, they haven't spotted him yet. I think he's short. Monticello thought he was in. They'll give him a first down at the goal line. Or uh, not at the goal line, but at the half yard line would I probably think, be the proper phrasing.
3: I think Teshke's just gonna sneak this one in. Looks like they're within a yard here.
2: Perhaps even within a half yard. That's a 22 yard rush from Teschke to set up. A half yard touchdown run from Teshke. He's into the end zone, crosses the goal line, touchdown. Sanges 34 to six with 6.15 left in the second quarter and Monticello in business now. Extra point would put him ahead by 29 should Cole Sawinski remain perfect.
3: Another good drive by the Sages. Don't, they don't really get behind the sticks when they uh, have a penalty or something. They usually the play to gain a couple yards and they never really end up with like a third and long. Playing a good half of football so far other than the Holmes touchdown as Walter chucks his glove behind him and catches the extra point.
2: And it's up and good from Cole Sawinski. Sends that one into the parking lot behind the uprights there in Monticello. Beautiful day for football at Monticello High School. 35-6 our score. 6:15 left for the second quarter. A lot of... Uh, Purple and gold below us, Asher, as we look in the bleachers. And then one fan in front of us is uh, decked out in burn orange. He's got his Texas Longhorns hat on and a Texas Longhorns shirt. I wonder if he'll be rooting for the Longhorns tonight against Alabama.
3: Yeah, that's a big game. Alabama looked really good last week. And uh, Uwer, Uwer, Quinn Ewers from uh, Texas had a good year last year. And um, I'm excited to watch that one. Obviously a tough one for Illinois last night. But... At least we made it close at the end. Eleven-point game. Can't be mad about the fight.
2: Tough loss to Kansas, and that comeback effort did. I think it made it. It certainly made the score look a little better than what yeah. it was uh, looking at one point.
3: It was 34-7 at one point, I think. Say or uh, kick out of bounds here.
2: And a flag comes in. That might have been tipped. Uh, it was Darius yeah. Morris reached up and tried to haul it in and. Thought he might have tipped it, the officials will say no, and that will give uh, Confluence some pretty favorable field position.
3: For those questioning if he tips it, it's no penalty.
2: That's right, because that would be considered a, a fumble yep. out of bounds, and whereas a kickoff out of bounds, they mark off at the 35-yard line. And so now 65 yards between Confluence and the end zone. 6.15 left in the half, and they trail 35-6. They do get the ball after halftime, so we'll see if they can add a quick score here perhaps and maybe build back something. But Asher, it's starting to look a little dim here. I hate to say that so early, but Confluence needs to make a play.
3: Looks like a trainer's running over to the opposing side to help a Titans player. Not a good sign on this hot day, especially with their roster size.
2: Again, a beautiful day for football, but various factors. Confluence only has 25 guys on the roster, and the turf, new turf field here in Monticello can add about 15 degrees, and the sun is beating down on these players right now. It's a little hot under those helmets and in those pads.
3: Yeah, there's no, uh, not much cloud coverage today. but Shirley beats a rainy day Absolutely. that's for sure
2: or a cold uh, yep. late, late october
3: yep yeah, smells like a, football on those days though
2: it does that's what football's all about yeah
3: Chopping it up in the cold
2: get your take on that in just a moment asher here's holmes in motion right confluence it's going to be a keeper for the quarterback davis rolling ryan and he's brought down i'm always curious you know, I, I go out and cover a game in late October, early November. I'm bundled up. I got the coat on, the gloves, all, all that layers. And then I look at the linemen and they're not wearing any sleeves, right? Yep. It's just, it's an intimidation factor. How does a player stay warm in those, in those conditions? You know,
3: usually in warmups, you get running around pretty good. And um, as a receiver and corner myself, I'd usually toss on a thin little layer just for the wind blockage. But yeah, man, those big guys, I don't know how they do it sometimes. I saw something in the, the other day, though, that they'll put, like, Vaseline or Tiger Balm on their arms to heat them up a little bit.
2: Lock in the heat? Yeah. I mean, even for receivers and cornerbacks, certainly, that's uh, that thin little layer doesn't do much. Man, the Titans
3: say. trying to complete their first pass of the day. I don't think they've done it yet.
2: Clock will stop at 444. Now, fourth and 12, and you're right, Asher, they've yet to complete a pass. Roy Davis... Has thrown some decent uh, passes. Mm. He's just been un- unable to connect with his receiver so far. Ronald Fulton's been his most popular target. 4.44, and we'll see what the Titans do here. Deep in their That's own like territory at the 33.
3: No one's in the backfield with uh, the quarterback Davis here. It looks like it might be a punt. He's only six yards deep, though
2: see what's to come. Monticello doesn't have anyone back deep, and Davis, a quick kick that goes straight up, and this is going to be trouble. It's downed by Davis himself. That punt went straight into the air, and it will go as a four-yard punt.
3: I don't think I've ever seen a punt that goes straight up and down like that.
2: How rare is it to see the punter himself down it?
3: Yeah, that was, I don't think I've ever seen that one before. That was that was something.
2: Davis did Didn't have the, he had, I mean, credit to Davis, he had the wherewithal to, to do that. To, to kick it. it, yeah, yeah but, but.
3: Yeah, I think he should have lined up a little deeper than six yards, though, for a punt.
2: Here's a pass caught by Trey Welter over the middle on Monticello's first play of the drive. Four and a half minutes to play. It's been that kind of game for confluence. Now trailing 35-6. to six
3: sage is still airing it out up 35 to six
2: here's Teschke, quick out and it is dropped
3: good to see it for a little stat boost at the end of the week looks like there's a penalty marker on the ground though
2: carter foreign couldn't haul that one in the penalty comes in before what would be a third and two that punt though you're going back to that asher you're right Davis probably should have lined up a, a a touch deeper but did a good job of uh, getting some elevation on that because if that had been a line drive it would have gone straight into an up man alignment yeah. of some uh some kind whether I mean it's teammate or otherwise
3: yeah it's I guess it's better than a fumble I mean it could be worse I guess
2: that penalty against monticello will set the sages back the ball back remain second down
3: Welter in motion here. Looks like a wheel route maybe, flood play.
2: And it's caught by Welter. 15 yard line down to the 10. Line of scrimmage the 28. So an 18 yard pass.
3: And Welter signals to keep going. I'm guessing this might be the same play here if I had to say. My prediction here, I think Welter's catching a touchdown.
2: 4:10 10 left to play, Sages. Not letting off the gas pedal quite yet. First and goal from the eight. Man in motion is Young Welter, or rather Teschke. A pitch to Young, but a flag comes in. Let's see what the flag is. Four oh six left to play. Thirty five six the score. Monticello leading and driving. And it's going to be an illegal substitution against Confluence Prep. Half the distance will give Monticello the ball at the four. You still going Welter here?
3: Uh, yeah. First down, though. I think they might put it on the ground. Oh, Welter's open. Oh, off his hands.
2: On a slant, it almost came true. Asher, I believe it is. Confluence preps ball to start the second half, yep. if I remember correctly.
3: They get a stop. Here be a glimmer of hope with getting the ball after halftime, but Sages keep on driving.
2: Second down and four. Trips left out of the gun is Teshke. Teshke drops back, fires, looking for Colbert. Right pylon. He's got it. Touchdown Sages on a four-yard pass from Teshke to Raiden. Colbert 41-6 to score with 351 to play in the first half. And Monticello slams the door on Confluence Prep. Confetti goes off in the student student section. section. That was cool.
3: Great back shoulder throw there by Teshke. Tolbert Tolbert did a good job of going back to the ball, catching it, securing it on the ground.
2: Cole Sawinski on for his sixth extra point. He's five for five so far.
3: Other than the penalties, it's been a pretty clean half here for the Sages, other than the long touchdown too following up their last week performance against IVC pretty good as we mentioned earlier tough one next week against BCC Bloomington Central Catholic see if they can go in uh, to that game on another good note
2: BCC uh, a loud win last night against Paxton Buckley Loda 44 to 7 Saints making some noise this season they are 3 and 0 so extra point is good and Monticello leads 42 to 6
3: Another big game in the conference last night. Uh, St. Joe beat Perry Central. Perry Central actually had on the one yard line in the, fourth, in the fourth quarter with about five seconds left and they got stopped short and the clock ran out. So that was that was a crazy way to end a game.
2: And a huge win for St. Joseph Ogden. You know, for years under Dick Duval, St. Joseph Ogden was consistently like 10, 11, 12 teams making deep runs in the playoffs, Sean Skinner. Good, good head coach takes over, and uh, in the last six or seven years, they've made the playoffs but have struggled to break through. And last season, they get their first playoff win since the Dick Duval era. And this season, a 3-0 and start, big wins over Monticello and Unity. And now Prairie Central, I, I think the Spartans are legit. They might be yep. the team in the IPC this season.
3: Yep. When I was in high school, they did more of a run o- run offense, but it seems like uh, they've changed it a little bit, throwing a little more in the air, and... Uh, Man, it's working out so far for him. Be the team to beat in the conference this year.
2: Logan Smith doing great things under center. That's not to count out Monticello or Unity or perhaps BCC. It's going to make some noise this season. That's caught on a squib. And taken down to the 40.
3: Don't usually see the guys in the second line catch a kickoff like that.
2: That is number 45 for Confluence Prep. And folks, our apologies. They have uh, changed a couple of numbers on Everybody up here in the booth at the last second. So we'll try and track down some of those clarifications for you at halftime. But that was an impressive catch that's coming right at you, and uh, easy perhaps to fumble that or bobble it, but that was hauled in. And with 3.46 left in the first half, a 42-6 score. The Titans come back out looking to start. This drive, needing something, anything, with uh, 61 yards between them and the end zone, a right-to-left drive, 35, or 42-6, pardon me, the score.
3: These blowout-type games, it's tough to stay concentrated, so both sides need to
2: Here's
3: work it. on keeping their, doing their job, So run up the middle by there by the Saints.
2: Holmes on that keeper or uh, on that handoff, I should say, from Roy Davis. James Holmes, if you're uh, new to the broadcast, didn't catch the first quarter, uh, you had to tune in early to hear Holmes' 60-yard touchdown run. That made it a one-point game with 8.59 left in the first quarter. That made it a 7-6 to game. Monticello had scored prior and maintained the lead, but the two-point conversion was no good. And since then, Monticello has not let up.
3: Kind of an odd time for a timeout here by the Titans. I'm guessing they just want a better play call. One timeout left in the half, three left for the Sages. 3.14 to go.
2: 42-6 score if you're just joining us. Monticello firmly in control of this one as halftime approaches. Joey Wright, and Asher Brad hanging out with you in the press box behind the Monticello side and sideline Asher you played at Monticello High School graduated in 2019 just in time to win a state championship for Coley Welter the Sage is a class 3A champion in 2018 what was that like take us inside that state championship game it's doesn't matter the sport, doesn't matter the activity. It's what every high schooler dreams of, right? Playing mm-hmm. in that state championship game. Just just what was that experience like?
3: I think the coolest part was just going out there with my buddies. I've been friends with since I was in kindergarten, really. But obviously playing in Memorial Stadium was awesome. You can't beat it. I like, I like playing there more than NIU just because it's more – obviously there's a little bias, but <laughs> playing uh, – Playing over in Champaign was pretty cool. Obviously, it was a close game, 24-20. But it was a close game the whole time. Byron was a good team. They beat us the year before as the Titans are running up middle for about two. But, yeah, I always, I always think about it. If I could do it over again, I wouldn't. But, man, that was, it, was, it was a lot of fun.
2: Why would you want to do it over again? You won the game. Yeah, <laughs> got the win. Yeah, Byron. just
3: just to relive it again, I think. Oh sure, but um, yeah. Obviously, in my sophomore year too. We uh, oh, there's a snap fumbled.
2: How about that on third wow. and four? A snap and Roy Davis wasn't ready for it. A miscommunication between him and the center, and that will go as a fumble. Although confluence does fall on it, and it'll fourth be fourth and, and ten. ten with uh, 2.30 left in the half here. Monticello up big, 42-6. to six.
3: But I was going to say, obviously my uh, so- sophomore year, we played um, ICC, Immaculate Conception, in the semifinals here, and we ended up losing. They killed us, but I thought that team was just as good as our state championship team, and it just so happens that we played a private school who probably shouldn't have been in 3A, but... <laughs> Uh, I'm not going to ju- uh, judge the rules, as it looks like another timeout. The Titans third of a half.
2: Titans call a timeout facing fourth down and ten. Minute 55 left in the second quarter. Sages are ahead 42-6. to six. Titans will have a fourth and ten on the other side of this timeout. It, t- no, it doesn't matter how good of a, a team you have. Right, Asher, it takes some luck, some, some fortuitous yeah. uh, bounces over the course of a playoff run to win a state championship. Mm-hmm. So many good teams across the state year in and year out. But what do you think made that 2018 Monticello squad so special?
3: I think the main thing was we've, we were playing with each other for so long. I think we started in fifth grade, and almost the whole team had started playing with each other at the same time. And so that chemistry just continue to go and we knew that we were going to be good but um like you said it takes it honestly takes a lot of luck even in pro sports you got to you got to get lucky with certain things weather um just stuff like that like our um our semifinal game here against carlinville was super cold game it was like 35 i think rainy but luckily they were pass pass offense too so we kind of got lucky there uh and it it actually looks like Davis is moving back more on the punt, as I mentioned.
2: Davis, the snap rolls nice. to him, but this punt is pretty solid. It's going to bounce at the 42, and it's going to be downed at the 35. Bounce at the 37. My apologies, and then kind of slowed down. But that was a that was a much better punt. A good recovery from Roy Davis, who are just joining us. Had a punt that actually, uh, I think I misspoke at the time, Asher, I think it actually lost four yards as I did the math later on, his first punt of the contest. Just a sky kick that went nowhere, but a a much better punt there from Davis will set Monticello up to start this drive at its own 35.
3: Yeah, you don't usually see a net negative punt unless it's returned. So you see something new every day.
2: Here's Teshke, moving around in the pocket, out of the gun, firing one to Welter. 50-yard line, now to the 40 goes Welter. Welter wrapped up and brought down at the 28-yard line. Sages cross midfield, moving left to right.
3: Kind of a weird tackle there by Khalil Aaron there. Wrapped him around the shoulder. Sages driving here, not letting up, trying to get another score before the half, 1.30 to go. Teschke looks like he's gonna air it out again here.
2: Teshke out of the gun with Ike Young to his left and a three-step drop, and he thinks his shoulder. Now rolls right. Teshke rolling right, looking and finding.
3: Get out of bounds.
2: Foreign. It is caught.
3: Oh. Keeps the clock rolling. I could be wrong, but I thought the clock was supposed to stop after a first down in high school.
2: It does briefly, but okay. uh, only to let them move the chains. Okay. So it winds up uh, pretty quick. Foreign stayed in bounds. Uh, he got out of bounds. They will okay. mark him out at the...
3: The ref motioned that clock should keep going but looks like they stopped it oh they just fixed the time
2: and here is foreign again right sideline ducks pass under and scores touchdown Sages foreign on a 21 yard pass from Teshke and he got a lot of those yards after the catch caught it on the right sideline had a seam and gets inside the right pylon for the score 52 seconds for the half Monticello 48 Titans 6
3: yeah, Foreign keeps his uh touchdown streak alive after having a long one last week. Good to see another guy getting on the board with Tolbert last time. Foreign this time. I think that's four sages with no five sages with the touchdown. So nice to see spreading the wealth a little bit. Not everyone's getting the ball.
2: Cole Sawinski's not missed an extra point yet and there's no jinx there the extra point is up and good. Trey Welter another good hold and Cole Sawinski's made all seven of his extra points thus far. 52 seconds left for the half. Joey Wright and Asher Brad in with you. Glad you're with us for the News Gazette and Light Rock 97.5 high school football game of the week. Asher I was thinking a moment ago I think Monticello probably will call off the dogs at halftime but for the first half not leaving anything to chance
3: yep last week uh, after halftime I think it was very similar score actually I think it was 42 to 7 but uh Teshke came out of the game and Ike Young came in to play quarterback I saw him warming up before the game so I think that's probably what they're going to opt with don't want your best player getting hurt before the big game against BCC next week As Sammy Sage urges the crowd to clap onto the chant.
2: Sammy Sage, the costumed owl, standing at the 50-yard line. He's got some kids lining the fence there. Checking out not only Sammy Sage, but the action as well there at the 50-yard line. and Now Sammy makes his way over to the student section and cheerleaders.
3: I mentioned number two, Foreman on the Sage's team earlier in the broadcast, but looks like he's got a wrap on his knee, so hopefully he can come back next week. He's a big part of the team on the defensive line.
2: Sages will need him against a BCC team that I think, as we mentioned earlier, beat Paxton Buckley-Loda 44-7 to last night. PBL, a lot of success in recent years. Has also a tough into the season uh, in front of them so they needed that win against the saints last night didn't get it but bloomington central catholic does appear to be pretty legit it's
3: kind of one of those weird years where everyone's kind of just beating each other up a lot like the sec in college football everyone's everyone's pretty good so um if you want to have a good year you got to really fight for it this year
2: squib kick from Sawinski, fielded and returned to the 35 yard line and the sages defense Five guys in on the stop, pushing the ball carrier backward, and they will spot him at the 35, give him forward progress, even though he went down at the 28.
3: Titans are lucky they haven't lost a fumble on these kickoffs. Seems like about three times they've uh, had a hit off a hand and been fumbling around somewhere.
2: Titans have only turned the ball over once, few turnovers on downs, but the lone turnover was that Ike Young interception that went for some 60 yards to the house.
3: Looks like Swinsky's in at cornerback now. What's your game plan here if you're the Titans?
2: 45 seconds left until halftime, needing some momentum. I think you've got to air it out here. I mean, I think uh, James Holmes is... Had a good game, had a good start, but the Sages have kind of schemed around him. I think you give it to Davis and see what he can do. The first carry crosses the 35-yard line, and he gains uh, two yards there on forward progress. It may be good for Davis to see one uh, complete here before the yeah, half, too, for just, sure. uh, just for his confidence. Goes over to the sideline. He,
3: he needs to get some success in the air to have... I don't even know if you can say a chance anymore. I don't know if a comeback is possible, but um, just getting some more points on the board would be nice for the Titans to feel better about the rest of the season coming up.
2: We'll we'll have to see what they can do in the second half. They handed it to Holmes, or rather that was the keeper from Davis, pardon me, but uh, that is the end of the first half. They'll just let it go to halftime with Monticello leading 49-6 here on the Sage's home turf. So we'll see what the locker room conversations yield. We'll take our first of a couple of breaks here at halftime and come back to break it down. Joey Wright Nasher, Brad in the booth with you, Jason Liggett in the studio. This is the News Gazette and Light Rock 97.5 High School Football Game of the Week. Stick with us. More coverage coming up after this.